Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Why 24 hours to live? Oh, because deadlines breed action. Mm-hmm. And some action is going to have to be made because we got some tags, some decisions, some last-ditch efforts to negotiate. We got guys saying, panicking, no, I don't believe in myself. I don't believe. So I believe I'll just go sign with New Orleans because I'm afraid I need the money that's guaranteed because I don't want to be set without any chair in musical chairs. I don't want to be set, set standing up and be out. So Derek Carr panics. Danny Dimes, people, has got on an airplane and said, no, we need to do this face-to-face. Like, didn't we live in a post-COVID world where you don't actually have to fly in and waste gas? You could have well, just that, had this that conversation. Does make that, that makes that part interesting. Now, now I'm curious. Are you calling out Derek Carr to, for, for just taking the money instead of waiting it out? And, you know, the concern was that that money could slip away from him. Let me tell you right now. So the reports are that Derek Carr has signed a four-year deal or will sign a four-year deal with the uh, New Orleans Saints. The deal is worth up to $150 million over those four years. With a hundred million dollars guaranteed and sixty million at signing, yeah. I mean, them. would you wait any longer? This felt like a soft deadline for the Jets. This felt like yeah. Derek Carr was going to wait because, as Jeremy Fowler and others were saying, that Carr was leaning more Jets. Yeah, but had the offer from the Saints, and also I think the Panthers were another team in on him. And then today decides, I can't wait any longer. Now yeah. I'm asking you, Bart. Is this an indication that maybe the Jets let Carr know uh, we're probably Spot going with Aaron, Aaron Rodgers? Well, they let him know if Aaron Rodgers is obtainable, we're going to get it. And everybody's waiting for Aaron Rodgers to speak about what his wishes are. But all indications kind of indicate that maybe Aaron Rodgers will be leaving. Now, we know that the Raiders aren't in on it. So now we know, okay, the Saints are. It looks like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because uh, Devin White is saying, indicating that he may be gone, right? You got out, out, out west, we got, a, we got a fire garage sale going on with the, uh, with the Rams. Allen you know, Robinson. Allen Robinson, we mm-hmm. know Ramsey has been reported that he may be, be yep. out of there, be traded, be moved. We already know that they let uh, Wagner go. So, like, now it's, the picture is getting clearer. And All right, you say Rodgers, the picture is getting clearer. Yeah. I think it got a little blurry. Yeah, Unless can, you can, can tell that me that Aaron Rodgers, like the, the sense is that Rodgers, who he probably has to say something soon, yeah. is going to tell the, the Packers, I want out, and I'd like to go to the Jets. Well, I'm, and I'm the gonna... Jets are ready to make a deal to work out whatever the finances are going to be. Now, yeah. let me tell you what. Let's listen. to J- Jeremy Fowler has been all over this story for us at ESPN. He, he has been uh, from the very beginning. Here's, here's Fowler earlier today on, on SportsCenter after the car news broke. And he said what this now means after car signs, what it means now for the Jets. Well, the Jets have remained zeroed in on Aaron Rodgers. That's been the case. He's been their primary option A pretty much throughout this process. But I've talked to multiple teams in the quarterback market who believe the hangup with Aaron Rodgers will be the $58 million in guaranteed money that he has coming to him. That balloon payment 
has to be exercised between March 17th and week one. And so prospective teams like the Jets would like to see that money lessened, reworked, something done there. And so uh, it's uncertain if the Packers would be willing to facilitate a trade by eating some of that money. And so those are some of the complex dynamics that will be in play in the coming days to try to get Rodgers potentially to a team like the Jets. So, so Bart, is this the, the hang-up? Will this be an of issue, course. the $58 million guarantee that the Jets might say, we're not, we're not paying all of that. You're either going to have to restructure the deal. Picks. And give you draft picks. Right. Or you're going to have to eat some of the money, one or the other. I think, I think the no-brainer is to eat some of the money, right? Because they don't want, the team don't want to carry all that, all that dead cap space. Right. So you have to rework the deal. And that's part of it. Like, you know, and it's, I don't know if it can be done before they give up this year's um, draft. But if they don't, then you look at the fact that they can have the 13th pick and next year's pick is going to be, you know, in the 20s because you assume that you, 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 you think that you're going to go to the playoffs so that pick won't be that well. So I, I think, you know, they're putting all their cards into to, to, uh, Aaron Rodgers, which they should because one quarterback isn't like the others. The others are decent quality mm-hmm. professionals, but one is a first ballot Hall of Famer one year removed from being the MVP. He just surrendered that title this year, right? So I think that, you know, you have to go all in. Now, I think Woody has his marching orders, and this allows you to do things in short order. You know, great news on the Jets front. You know, Dwayne Brown's coming back, so that means that probably George Fan is gone, and you hope that you can build something with um, Becton at right tackle, but you also have your swing tackle and match Mitchell. You go out and, and hopefully with 13, you can improve this team by going out and potentially, you know, drafting somebody saying, hey, Aaron, what do you have? And the Jets still, with some of the money that they may save if, if the Green Bay Packers eat the money, hey, we'll go out and get Alan Lazard, and now you have your guy, that, that familiar face that you have. He's Big tremendous target. in the running game. He knows mm-hmm. that he knows the system. He can help teach us to our young guys, and then you flip him and pay him less than what you were paying Corey Davis. All right, and, and then so on this whole thing now, because if, now it feels like it's Aaron Rodgers or, or nothing at all, Diana Rossini tweets, before Derek Carr grew support in the Jets building, you remember when he went and visited with the Jets, yeah. there was a lot of positivity. They really were impressed when they loved him. Of course. Uh, Anybody ever had a bad meeting? Well, okay. But, but, but Diana went on to say, there were many who were pushing for Jimmy Garoppolo. Worth keeping an eye on as we continue to wait for Rodgers to make a decision. So, I mean, I guess the, the indication there is that Jimmy Garoppolo still remains an option, and Robert Sala obviously has that built-in relationship there from their days together with the 49ers. That's the only other thing you could think of, but still, it, it does feel like for the Jets now, it's Aaron Rodgers or it's meh. You yeah. know, like it's it's not as not as exciting. Yeah. Ira, Ira's been waiting a bit, so Ira and Staten Island have been holding for a while. I know you want to talk about this, Ira. I asked this question of all Jets fans. I asked this on Twitter at the beginning of the day. I said, what is your level of anxiety right now? Mine is through the roof. Yours? Ira? Ira falls asleep. Wow. That never happens. Well, let's go to James. Let's go yeah, to all right. James. All right, fine. James has been waiting a while as well. James of Spring Valley. James, again, level of anxiety as a Jets fan right now. Yeah. Mine is through the roof. Oh, man. I mean, I can't help you, bro. I'm not a Jets fan. First, shout out to the company. Secondly, man, um, if I'm I'm a Jets fan, uh, I would be very, very, very concerned. Like, anxiety level. You got to press the panic meter. I mean, mean, think about this. You're a Knicks fan yesterday. You saw the highest of highs. Now you're a Jets fan. You're experiencing the lowest low. This is truly a roller coaster. And if I'm a Jet, 
if I'm the Jets, I either go all in on Aaron Rodgers or I saw your tweet, Alan, just go if 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 the if the Ravens use the franchise tag, the non exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. give up those damn um, second round picks. Like pull pull a Leslie thing, screw them picks. Go get Lamar Jackson if that's the case because the Jets – when was the last time the Jets had a competent quarterback? If you're a Jet fan, it's been a while since you had a Jet competent Pennington, quarterback. You guys, yeah. you, you guys have – you guys, what you guys have, a Lambo. You guys have a Lambo, but you don't have a driver to drive the keys. You need a guy to drive the Lambo. I mean, you guys got weapons. You guys got a defense. You just need to fix the offensive line. All you really need is a quarterback, and you can compete with the Chiefs and, and, the, and the Bills and the Joe Burrow. Just remember, you beat the Bills with Zach Wilson. Do you really want to sell the Jet fans to go into the season with Zach Wilson? Is that what you want to sell the well, fans? That's, that, that's, not, what you're, what, what, that's not what you're doing, but I'll tell you what. But, but, but Bart, but what James brings up is another story from this morning on Get Up that Jeremy Fowler was saying, and, and there's other reports of this as well, mm-hmm. uh, regarding the – the Lamar Jackson situation is they might go non-exclusive. Listen to Tom Pelissero from uh, Good Morning Football about Lamar Jackson uh, and the latest going on with him and the Ravens. The Ravens general manager Eric DaCosta recently flew to Lamar Jackson's hometown of Miami in hopes of working toward a long-term deal. However, after more than a year of negotiations, I am told the sides remain apart. This appears headed toward Jackson being franchise tagged before Tuesday's deadline. There also is the possibility here of the Ravens ultimately trading Jackson for a windfall of draft picks. That would require Require Jackson to be on board since he would have to sign his franchise tender to facilitate any trade. So, could this be a topic that we're talking about tomorrow? And You're would the straight. Ravens trade him in the AFC to a well, team like the Jets? I think I think Joe Douglas, they respect Joe Douglas a lot. I think if Lamar Jackson said, "Hey," because Lamar Jackson has power too, because he's got to say hey, I need the team that I'm going to to guarantee me the contract that I want, or why would I sign a a franchise tag and be traded to them for to play for them for a year if they're not going to give me what I want? So, listen, Joe Douglas, and this is why the combine is like the unofficial tampering um, period of the NFL, because you've had these loose conversations, worst case, best case, worst case scenario, Mm -hmm. and with all the – Aaron Aaron Rodgers might say, I want to go to the Jets – but Lamar Jackson may get the non-exclusive tag. They say, the hell with A-Ron, we won't action Jackson. And right. then, then Aaron Rodgers is stuck. Like, all right, maybe I got to go to Tampa Bay, or maybe I got to figure out. So other teams are like, man, he's, he's gettable. Or but that just means Green Bay has to eat more money to be able to facilitate it. Because once he says he don't want to be here, you have to find a place for him to go. Now, let me ask you this. Carolina. Now, this is, again, pure hypothetical, right? This is straight-up hypothetical. But let's create a scenario that actually benefits the Jets in a little bit of a way. Let's create a scenario that the Ravens have reached that breaking point with Lamar Jackson. Of course. And the Jets are now in negotiations, or as uh, I think Pelissero pronounced it, negotiations, which I've never understood why you ever pronounce it negotiations when it's not a C, it's a – but never mind. That's a list. Uh, negotiations. Anyway. What was that DJ Red Alerts? No, no, it, it, it's like – I think it's like this – like. Like it's a very you know old English way to bourgeois, do it. Bourgeois, bourgeois, bougie. Latin. It's a very bougie way. Negotiations. It's the Latin way of saying it, Alan. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, so let's just say that that suddenly is now on the table, and the Jets are now putting energy that way, and the Packers are like, whoa, 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 like we were about to get those picks from yeah, the Jets for it, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, and now it's like, all right, well, I'll tell you what, 
if you agree to eat some of the 58 mil, we'll, we'll do the deal with you. Hmm. Sounds, sounds like Cleveland and the Knicks. <laughs> Scary, <laughs> but true. Uh, but but I'm, I'm asking you now this. If that scenario is on the table That's where the I could – I could offer a couple of firsts. It's two firsts, right? If you're going to get a, a non-exclusive, right? If you're going to trade for a non-exclusive. Yeah, yeah, two firsts. Two firsts to the Baltimore Ravens for Lamar Jackson or man, oh, man. I, or I trade for man. Aaron Rodgers. Which one are you doing? I'm doing Lamar Jackson. He's going to be there for 10 years, and this dude's going to be in the backfield with Brees Hall, and people are going to be scared crapless. You talk about a run game. <laughs> Crap. You got you talk about a crazy run game with the RPO game behind it, with a, and then that's you definitely go get Alan Lazard. That's gonna be out there stalk blocking. Now you say Mims, this your time to shine, baby. Go out there and step into one like Roger Dorn. Go 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 base block a defensive end. <laughs> <laughs> so now you got explosives throwing the ball and running the ball. Man, if you can get Lamar Jackson in any scenario, I don't care how many draft two for two first round draft picks. Come on, and man! You're not concerned even a little bit about the durability hell, factor? Hell no! Really? Hell no! Okay. Nope. Because Just if do- you do that now, now Zach Wilson, it's like go ahead, like where is he? You send him somewhere. Bye. Like gone. Bye. 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 Yeah. I got a top five. When healthy, I got a top five quarterback. When healthy is the key part. That's why I, I – Okay, listen. Is it listen, that listen, easy? Listen, listen, is it listen, that listen. easy it, it of is. a decision? It is. Because these are these – are One guy has won a Super Bowl and has gotten to no, conference championship no. games. Another guy has not had great no. playoff success. No, this dude – listen. This dude, he ain't had a receiver. He ain't had a receiver half as good as Garrett Wilson. That's the crazy part. He ain't no. had a receiver half that good. Like, hey, man, if you can get Lamar Jackson that – Listen, that's like Michael Vick being traded in his prime, in the height of his superpowers. That listen, Lamar Jackson is twenty six years old. You do realize that, right? I'm aware he's young, but I'm also aware that it's two years okay. in a row now that he no. has had an injury yeah. that has cost him time. But he's been here five years. Listen, a high ankle sprain. People get high ankle sprains. Now it was bad timing, but come on, man, a high ankle sprain. That's not exactly something that's going to limit him from being great going forward. PCL sprain. That's it. It's when it happened. It's not the fact that it happened. It's when it happened. It happened late. But these aren't things that he wasn't healthy with in a month and a half. This ain't surgery. They don't have to go in and fix that. That's nothing where, man, I hope when he come back from, like when KD had the Achilles, like, oh, man, I hope he don't pull his quad. Or it's not – he didn't – it wasn't a surgical procedure. It's a high ankle sprain. It's like having an AC joint sprain or something like that. It's just a bad timing where it takes a month. But if, he would, if this would have happened in September, he would have been back – by, 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 by the bye week. So I'm not concerned with those type of injuries because they're not real injuries. They're, they're knick-knack injuries. It's like, K, it's like KD with his hamstring. Do we think KD's injury prone with the hamstring injury? He does get hurt. Yeah, but he's not like, it's not like oh, man, like we worry but about But you'll him. put up with, the, with that because of just how special he is as a scorer. So you're, right. you're so, going – and also KD's older, whereas Lamar's obviously younger. All right, so you're making it pretty clear. So the Jets' best-case scenario is that – what 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 they're suggesting? What Pelissero was was suggesting there? That it's very possible that they are they're nowhere they're not on the same level, right? As far as the contract negotiations have not gone well, they are not anywhere near a meeting point. And so there's the choice of going full franchise or going non-exclusive and then potentially trading him. And then yeah. you are saying that despite the fact that it's in the AFC, that the Ravens would not be averse to trading him within the conference to the Jets. I don't. I think if it's one team they will trade him to, it would be the Jets. 
because they love Joe Douglas and they want to see him do well. And why give him to Miami or somebody else and help them out when you have a friend that you can help out? And so with that in mind, then you would choose door number two. Because we know door number one has been Aaron Rodgers all along. But now the door's the right. We already moved one door. Derek Carr door is gone, right? And the Titans are telling us the Ryan Tannehill door is gone. They're yeah. saying that. We don't know for sure. The Jimmy G door is still there. Diana Ruscini said that that's always been a door that's there, and it's still there, and let's call that door number three. Yeah. All right, yeah. so now door number two becomes Lamar Jackson, which was a door we thought could never be open. It was bolted shut. Yeah. But there's this feeling that there's a way you can pick the lock. Because that they, could open, and you would open door number two, not door number one. Yeah, because if they feel like Lamar Jackson, like we're going to just keep running down, he, he, he's ne- we're never going to make him happy, and we only can franchise him twice, let's just get rid of him. Let's just get what we can get for him and rebuild. If they got Lamar Jackson right now with the 13th pick from the Jets, they would probably go out and get Richardson, who's a guy that plays like Lamar Jackson, and let and let Huntley be the starter and let and let Richardson, with all the same athleticism, just come replace him and have what they believe is a dynamic athlete that people think aren't ready, much like Lamar Jackson, but he's bigger than Lamar Jackson. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, he may not be faster than Lamar Jackson, but 4-4 is pretty damn fast. 40-inch vertical is pretty damn fast. He's pretty big, so – they can they can do that and hit the reset button with a like type of player, and he's he talk about it. The kid Richardson from uh, Florida, right? Yes, he he got everybody's attention at the combine for everything for the can arm it. strength for the for the it physicality. Re- reminds people of Josh Allen, and we see how yeah. that turned out. Yeah, that's pretty. That, wow, how about that? And so, if you're giving up two picks, one of them would be then the Jets' thirteenth, thirteenth, yeah, and then Richardson may be there right there, or you pair your first two picks, and you move up a little move bit up. more, and you get them. Yeah, which a lot of people think and you do it, moving up done. And you do draft. a soft and you do a soft reset for Richardson. I mean, and, and Olafsky did say that the don't don't be surprised if there are teams that try to move up even to number one, the Bears, and take him. Hmm. Now because of just the potential that nah, he has. Not 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 when you saw how CJ Stroud, Stroud played yeah. down football. Yeah. And then we all know Bryce Young is better than all considered better than all but, of them. But dude, he's he was he measured so six so, foot and two hundred pounds. So it's two oh four and so is Kyler Murray, and he's five ten. Same yeah, height as Kyler and, Murray. And, and Kyler's done so much winning. Kyler, Kyler got paid a second contract, one hundred eighty nine million dollars. So he's been so they he must be they they ain't I blaming him you. for it. I feel you. All right. Well, so no news. No news. Yeah. Let me try that again. No news yet on the Daniel Jones front. Although over the weekend, as we predicted, remember we, on Friday we talked about it and we said by Monday we could have something going. Well, something could be cooking because reports are saying that uh, the agents, athletes first now with with Daniel Jones, are in East Rutherford, New Jersey, meeting with the Giants today. Now tomorrow's the deadline. They'll have to franchise tag him tomorrow if nothing is done. That it will probably where bye they bye. go. And that means bye-bye Saquon. And Saquon could be gone. Right, so we'll see if something comes up today. And, of course, as we've talked about, the potential of a $45-plus million per year deal to keep Daniel Jones in blue. So we'll monitor that, of course. We have your calls at 800-919-3776. I wonder if everybody agrees with Bart that if you, those are your three choices, he's going door number two. Lamar Jackson, if you sit, give up two firsts to get him – from the Ravens, instead of whatever deal you can work out with the Packers for Aaron Rodgers, and then of course the third choice, which for now, according to Diana Rossini, uh, could be Jimmy Garoppolo. But Derek Carr off the table, four years, 150 million, 100 of it guaranteed to head to New Orleans. 
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. You know what's special about this Saturday, that game, the Capitals, Islanders Capitals, March 11th? What? You know why that's a special, special game? No. Because it is the uh, UBS Arena debut of one seven year old Callie Han. Ah. She is going <laughs> to play. You know how they have the kids play between Cal- periods? Callie, who? Hun, hun, hit it with the right one. She, uh, she, part of her, her, uh, her Islanders team. It's a bunch of girls. A, a eight under team gets to play during one of the intermissions. So it's special, right? Well, guess where the hell Daddy's going to be on that day? <laughs> In Cali. In L.A. with the Knicks. Yes, <laughs> of course, right? I don't get to see a moment like that, but she'll be there. So anybody that gets to go to that game. Shout her out. She'll be the one celebrating every single goal she scores. You can see a FaceTime. Tell her, yeah. listen, listen. No, no. The, the, believe it or not, the, the, I believe the Knicks will be playing while <laughs> she's there. I, I got to see how the time thing tell, goes. Tell, but. Tell, tell Uncle Bart says put one to the, put somebody against the glass. Oh, trust me. She does not hesitate. She actually told me she wants to hit Sparky, the mascot. She's like, I'm good. I'm good. like, when they're playing, I might just go up to Sparky and hip check him. I'm like, please don't. You're it Alan Hunt. You're you're Alan Hunt, man. Tell them to, to facilitate that. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if she did that. Anyway, so yeah, that'd be special. Everybody that's a dad that has a, a kid, that's a special thing. Pretty cool place uh, to have a little one play like that. So, anyways, um, all right. So we got a lot of calls to get to at 800-919-3776. and we also have a lot of headlines to get to. But right now, it's time for us to step aside. And Bart, let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio File. So news out of Dallas when it comes to franchise tag. Uh, Tony Pollard will be tagged by the Cowboys. Dallas, yep. I think it was $10 million, I believe, yeah. is the tag. Ain't and that something? Saquon Barkley and <laughs> yeah. Tony yeah. Pollard could be making the same thing. 
Think about that. All right, so that's happening there. But Jerry Jones was talking about Dak Prescott and whether or not they need to work out a new deal or rework a deal with him because of, you know, the cap situation with Dak doesn't allow them to do some things they want to do. When you have a competitive paid quarterback in the NFL, then you're not going to be able to get the most skill around him. You're going to have to pick your spots, and you're going to be a little slower one year than the next year, not slow in terms of speed, just at what you're doing. You you can't pay that position. Get documented. You can't pay that position at that level and take that much of the available dollars <laughs> and then put the exact thing around him. Oh, he, so he, unless he said you what have you said it, about Philadelphia. Yes, unless you have Patrick Mahomes where you can get him Juju Smith-Schuster for a one-year rental and tell him to get out. Not as Sky Moore is going to be better next year because he's not a rookie anymore. So that means you have to draft well. Mm -hmm. That's my whole point when I said Dak Prescott wasn't top ten, but nobody said anything to old Sparky old Bart. Didn't know what he was talking about. He was hating. Old Sparky, and and and, and now and, and now and now he said and now he said now he says exactly what I've been saying. You heard Brandon Bean say the same thing in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. This is the cautionary tale. You have to be a tremendous manipulator of the cap when you start to pay your quarterback all that money. Knicks. It is interesting that he would go there though, and he did about his own quarterback, and now they're going to see if they can restructure. But he basically said it's hard for us to build a team around a guy when he's making all that money, and that has been the story of the NFL. How creative can you be? All right, continuing on with audio files. So yesterday was a really good slate of basketball games on, on ESPN and ABC, right? I mean, they, we had some great yeah. games. One of them was the first matchup of Kevin Durant versus Kyrie Irving since, you know, post-trade, the Suns and the Mavericks. The Suns come away with a 131-26 win. KD goes for 37, and he had a big shot uh, late in that game. Way to go, Luka. And Luka Doncic missed, like, basically a bunny. He had 34. Kyrie went for 30 and seven assists, but they are now two and five <laughs> as teammates, which is a big part of the story. But what also was interesting was something that Brian Windhorst pointed out. He was covering the game last night. He was in Dallas, oh, yesterday afternoon. And he said this morning on Get Up that when you watch the game, even during timeouts or stoppages and there weren't cameras on that KD and Kyrie could be next to each other on the court, did not talk at all. After the game, KD giving hugs and kisses to, you know, to Morris, who was a former teammate who was trading the deal, never once approached Kyrie. Very strange, isn't it? So after the game, KD is just asked about any emotions facing his former Nets teammate. No emotions at all. It's another game. Like I told somebody earlier, I played most, most of my career, I played against Kyrie. So I, I was on my team for the last couple of years, but... Majority of my career, I played against them, so I know how I feel. Catch up on all the time with your, with your friends. So both was locked in. And glad we got the W. Bart, how do you feel about this? Is this revealing more, or are we making too much of that? No, you the ops, bro. Like, when, when we when we opposition, then I don't really got much to say to you, especially since you left me. Forget you. It's all good. Like, you want one of my best friends? I'm good. I'll talk to the people that I'm with. Just because guys are your teammates and they're good players don't mean that you have a close relationship with them. You can have a professional relationship with them, but it doesn't mean that you're super close. You're right. Oh, would you you expect me to wax periodic some more? I, I, I you just 
basically just stopped in the middle of the of the sentence. I didn't know if you had any more to say there. No, because I think it's self-explanatory. Like, we, like we think that because people are teammates, they're like family. Not everybody. You kind of you kind of gravitate to people that that you have relationships with, that you hang with outside of basketball. So you can have but a they, tremendous basketball relationship. But it's amazing because the the KD thing was Kevin Durant. Everybody felt like you know. Kyrie sold him on coming to Brooklyn instead of coming to the Knicks. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to believe it, but once again, I'll tell Ted and everybody else, trust me when I tell you that the Kevin Durant's initial plan was to go to New York. It was always New York, and then it was mainly the Knicks. And the Knicks had the ability to get another star to come in and play with him. That was, But they didn't want it to be Kyrie, and Kyrie didn't want to play for the Knicks. He wanted to go to Brooklyn. And KD chose, instead of going to New York and seeing who else they could get, yeah. he went with Kyrie. Because he and was so injured, the feeling was, was they must have gotten too. really close and tight and all this stuff. And it nah. seems like once the divorce happened, they were just on to the next. And it's just, you know, it was a weird vibe you saw in that game. And now, again, the biggest story is the Suns look great and the Mavericks are 2-5 and five when Luka and Kyrie play together, and that's not good. Now, worst news in the NBA as we continue here on Audio Files on Barton Hahn. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott. And that is John Morant and that story. And we talked about it last week that there's, you know, he had one friend who's already been banned from coming to NBA games for a whole year because of the way he was acting up on the on court side, trying to get after uh, some opponents during a game. Then there was a group of his friends, and there was accusations of lasers being pointed at opponents uh, in the back of the arena and all that stuff going on. And then there's Instagram Live where we see a shirtless John Morant holding a handgun on Instagram Live. And so after that comes out, now it's announced that this was Saturday, that Morant will be away from the team for at least the next two games. He did not play in the loss to the uh, Clippers on Sunday. He's not expected to play, obviously, Tuesday against the Lakers. And beyond that, we still don't know at all. The NBA said they are aware of the social media post involving John Morant, and they are investigating and leaving it such at that. Jalen Rose on NBA Countdown talked about Ja's situation and gave a little perspective. The one thing that young people have to understand, and in John Morant's case, when you first get drafted, you go from being a member of the family, a member of the crew, to being the leader to being the breadwinner. And first and foremost, I hear a lot of people talking about like his family and his crew. When you the leader, it's on you because you end up searching that lifestyle. You end up wanting to be down. And what I had to learn is that people come into your life for four reasons, to add, subtract, multiply, or divide. You have to choose wisely. He has way too much to lose. It's a great perspective from Jalen. And, Bart, I keep going back to, you know, 8 Mile. And, you know, his real name's Clarence. Yeah. Clarence's parents have a real good marriage. Right. You went to Cranbrook. That's a private school. Like, yeah, there's man. a lot of that about John Morant in this story right. Right. that makes a lot of us watching going, why are you doing this? But Jalen gives a very good perspective on it. It's sort of like you become the, the, the Don. And yeah, he's but, maybe – is he trying to live up to that? What's going on here, Bart? But the thing is, like – you capping because everybody that know you know that you like that you grew up in a great environment. You had both parents and your dad was in your life, and he still continues to train you. So I go back to what I said when the whole incident finish line. What type of mother calls your son 
up because you're getting into it about some Converse or some damn Nike Air, some Air Force Ones. Who would call their son up instead of calling the police or talking to the manager? Like, so that shows you right now that even his parents are living reckless. His dad stepping out there being Mr. Tough Guy. Listen, Uncle Shay Shay went Uncle Shay Shay yeah. wasn't even trying to fight John Moran. He had a problem with Dylan Brooks. So how the hell he coming over there? Like, bro, stay in your lane. You ain't you don't play for the team. Sit your ass down and be a fan, just like Shannon is a fan. And if he's having an issue with somebody on the team, who the hell are you to come over and say anything to anybody? So his parents are acting extremely immature. And attitude reflect leadership. And the leadership is his parents acting like children or spoiled, entitled rich people because all of a sudden they got bread overnight and they don't know how to handle to understand the responsibilities that come with having that bag. Right, and Jalen also talks about yo know, him being down and getting caught up in drug raids while he's in the NBA. Like, yo, you got to move away from that because, listen, the league, I know you think that you're special, but the league will move on from you so quick. Just ask Henry Ruggs, right? Just ask Michael Vick for a second. Just ask Plexico Burrs. The league will move on and forget about you, and somebody else will take your place. We'll be hell in scoop next year or hey, something, hey, or way beyond it. You better Gilbert, get your life together. Gilbert Arenas. Right. You better get your life together because, like, he's trying to be something and glorify stuff to kids that's not even glorifiable. The people that I know that have to live that life, that grew up in that neighborhood, like I said, I got a nephew that's coming home in April that I got to go up there and pick up that did 11 years in prison. I had another cousin that just got out that that was in jail for 10 years for murder and finally got off. Like, that ain't glorified. Nobody, people do that because they feel they have to. Like, not because they want to. And you're trying to glorify something that you don't even have to. You made it. You had guidance. You had two parents. And you sit up there trying to be a thug. That ain't cool. That's stupid. And reckless. Come on, man. And right now, it's a, it's, it's a big story. His parents need to check their damn self, too. Because if, if his father had the type of relationship that he had with his son, he need to get all them leeches away from him. Yeah, that's the other part of it, right? The hardest part is... In the come up, is the people that start to really attach themselves to you, but the, and what they do, what reasons they do it for, and you know that's a tough that's but, it's a no, tough place for a young athlete to be. That is it's, true. It's, it's not. It's not because his dad is at every damn game. I can yes. see like if his dad was well, like I my agree. dad, where my dad would come to home games. I see my dad at eight games. His dad is there on the road everywhere he goes. And he be like, man, y'all need it. Hey, man, they don't need to be around you. He should have been got at those that crew. Like y'all reckless. Like when it, the whole the, it, when, when it's the tipping point, like yeah, remember, there's a story that is that emerged in the Washington Post from earlier in the week. This is where all the conversation started with us, where where they, they said that in an incident uh, that a 17 year old boy uh, said that Ja came out of his house with a gun in his waistband and his hand on the weapon Easy after believe, he had now. a fight with the same 17 year old during a pickup game. Uh, in his backyard. Now he afraid of a seventeen. Like imagine that you have it's your house, so this guy came over to play hoop to pick play pickup ball, and he's seventeen year old, and and that happened, and you so you first the first allegation is he beat him up, and then he comes out with a gun, as if beating him up was not enough. So you know that's the part I think where you really start to wonder what are the decisions you're making now. Now Ja just put a ball in this. Ja put out a statement. Uh, and I'm glad he said he fully he takes full responsibility for his actions on the IG live thing. Which, by the way, how are you doing that after all the other stuff that was already that you coming did, out right. about you? That means he thinks he's beyond reproach. Yeah, and then he said, "I'm sorry to my family, 
teammates, coaches, fans, partners, city of Memphis, entire organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being. Uh, are we so going to turn this into mental health now? I yeah, because that's, really? that's, that's easy. Get out of get out of jail free card. Oh, I'm mentally. Oh, how? What are you stressed out about? You just got paid the bag. What are you talking? So, and if that's he beat it, we're using it about. I got to get myself right. And yeah, if you're beating, and, and if you're beating, and if you're beating a kid up, obviously the kid was good enough to come to your rich ass house. <laughs> so he that means he's one either a really good basketball player that people know because he wouldn't let him come play at his house. Yeah, or he live, or he lives in a neighborhood, which means his parents have means to be able to come after your ass in a lawsuit. Which would be again another story altogether. All right, that's audio files. Great stuff as always. Like Bart. what's the, what's the suspension for for somebody who attacks a minor? Well, that's and brandishes a gun towards a minor. That it's should be criminal. It's all allegations right now until yeah. anything else comes from it. But there are police reports and it's cameras everywhere. And that was the report in uh, the Washington Post. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, we tried it once before. Let's see if we get them right this time. Ira in Staten Island. Ira, how you doing? Hey, Alan Boy, how are you? There Thanks you for are. taking the call. Hey, you know, I tell you, I'm extremely disappointed. Uh, I, I know Derek Carr is not in the class that Aaron Rodgers is. I get it. But I was looking more for stability. Unfortunately, that's out the window now. And for Aaron Rodgers, the, the biggest issue I have, and, and I think you both could relate to this, I don't want somebody that got one foot out the door already because he's thinking about retirement. And that's my biggest problem. And I want somebody that's going to make a commitment here for two or three years. And I don't care what this guy says. If, he, if the Jets end up with him at a press conference, I'm not going to believe a word he says. And I think the Jets dropped the ball. I think the money was fair for Carr. I, I, I think they would have been better off going that way. Yeah, listen, Bart, I mean, you've been all over Lamar Jackson. Maybe they go down that route if they lose out on Rodgers. But at the end of the day, I think this is all about Woody Johnson, and I think he's going to force their hands, and it's going to get done, and I think Rodgers is going to come here. But i tell you the truth. If he retires, I read something I think Florio put out. He could retire and then unretire and then pick and choose any team he wants to go to. So could you imagine if this guy retires – and then all of a sudden in July, he just said, okay, you know what? I'm going back home. I'm going to San Francisco. You put him on the 49ers, I don't think they're, they're, they're probably favored to go to the Super I don't Bowl. Think you, I don't think you can do that, though. I, I think if a team, if you they're retire on your a rights. team and they're still on your rights, you can't just right. 
Yeah, they own your and rights. And in the same year, you'd have to at least yeah, just, out a just, whole season. Yeah, just ask Barry Sanders. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, he tried you, to get out of Detroit. He couldn't yeah. get out of there. He retired. And when he tried to you know, say he wanted to go to another team, they have to trade your rights. They still own your rights. Yeah. And the thing is, like – if if you think that he's good enough to go to San Francisco and win and be the favorite, then why wouldn't you want him here with you to be the favorite? I and also think he's a guy that 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 needs that chip on his shoulder. I got to prove something. I, I think he just needs that. And when when you put him in a situation where, oh, he'll never be able to handle New York. Like like I said, you just keep listen, giving him that. You'll never be able to do it in New York. You'll never be if, able to handle it. If all that stuff, I, I actually think that's something that might fire him up. We just need above average play. <laughs> and that makes the Jets a contender. And he, no matter what, his worst day, he's still going to be above uh, average uh, play. And the Brett Favre thing, he threatened, and he ended up playing two more years, right? right. And the Jets probably would have kept him if he wouldn't have hurt his bicep. Hurt, and then because, because just didn't get into photography. Right. Just, just think. If they would have kept Brett Favre the following year, he would have got. He would inherit the team that went to the AFC Championship. Yeah. Now remember the the whole the word was that he always wanted to be a Minnesota anyway. So whatever on that, but you could already hear the anxiety. Ira's all alone though. He's been the one thing we know about Ira is that from the very beginning he's been consistent. He did not want Aaron Rodgers. Right. He has not wanted him, so he remains consistent. The anxiety now for me, Bart, is there because I do feel like if if, if Aaron Rodgers, at least I hope Carr saw it as. All right, Rodgers is coming to the Jets, so I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm hoping that's what it is, and then we'll we'll end up at some point getting that word that Aaron Rodgers is on his way. Then I can relax. But if not, yeah, I, I, my anxiety goes way up. Liam in Smithtown, Liam, how are we feeling? Good. How about you? Uh, I'm right. actually pretty stressed though because yeah, well, I mean, yep. We're at the point now if we already lost out on Derek Carr because we're sitting around waiting for Aaron Rodgers, and we don't even know if the guy is going to want to play next year. So how long are we going to be sitting here waiting for him? Because he's on Pat McAfee talking about how when Brett Favre made the decision to come to Jets, he didn't really make that decision until, like, what, May or June he was talking yeah. about? How long are we going to sit here and wait for him? And how many guys are we going to get let pass us by? You can't by? wait. Because if we wait. wait a month for him Bro, and, and right, he doesn't out. sign, then what, we end up with, with Carson Wentz or, or, or oh. Baker Mayfield, and then we don't make the playoffs, and there goes no, Salah, there no. maybe goes Joe Douglas, we're back at square one. No, you, you, end, you end up you end up with – you know, trying to you know revisit the Matthew Stafford trade that they're trading everybody there, and I'm sure Matthew Stafford at this point in the year doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. They talking about getting rid of Allen Robinson. I know they'll probably bring back Robert Woods on a cheaper deal, but you know Allen Robinson is a far better player, so they're getting rid of their good players. So if if I'm them, you would you would call them. I would call them and say, hey, man, you know, it's only right to give Matthew Stafford an opportunity to win another championship. He's already been in the league 13 years, and you know you still have the Jimmy G thing. And would you want to make a decision? Would you want Aaron Rodgers to say, hey, I'm coming, I'm ready to go, and then the next day Lamar Jackson signs a non-exclusive tag, and you're like, oh, damn, damn. Like, damn, damn. I could I, yeah. I, 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 I could have fixed the quarterback position for 10 years. Do you want to do that? No, nah, you better be patient. You don't have to listen. You can be in a rush without being in a hurry. Oh, look at you. I don't know. That just both of that, bo- bo- that whole statement, that, that only adds to my anxiety because – it is that great concern is that we're going to be left empty-handed. You got multiple plays here, Alan. And that's the fear. No, you're right. You got there multiple are potential, plays. but it's only the potential of the multiple plays. I want you to get this take from Sean in Orlando, though, about Lamar Jackson. Sean. Hey, what's going on, guys? First, I want to say big, huge Jets fan. Bart, I probably watched your interview with Sal Pell at that New England game a thousand times over the years. So 
Just want to thank you for that. But can't, can't, can't I feel like someone's got to call you out for your blind spot for Lamar Jackson, man. Please. I mean, you're saying give up the bag for him, give whatever it takes. Like, they're just little knickknack injuries. Dude's only played a full season of games one time in his five-year career. Now, granted, he only missed one game for the next <laughs> two years. Right. But missed four games two years ago, missed five games this past year, uh-huh. including a playoff game. Like, with his style of play – those knickknack injuries don't go away. They just well, become more prevalent. Whoa, 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 whoa. Saquon Barkley had a high ankle sprain. Like, it's not like high ankle sprains. It's not like he had – like, that. those are injuries that happen to every player. Like, defensive linemen get those high ankle sprains. Guys get that stuff all the time. Hell, uh, Patrick Mahomes had a high ankle sprain. Like, if Lamar Jackson like, – they could have got him to the postseason. Yeah, but if they could have got him to a postseason, he probably would have shot it up. But why am I shooting it up and yeah, putting it on the line for a team? That's but, my whole but, point. You need but, someone to play. But he would have played. He's missing games every year, and I mean, rushing is part of his game. Like he's not Patrick Mahomes who's sitting back there in the the pocket throwing it around. Like he's rushing. That's part of his game. But Sean, he didn't get hurt. He didn't get hurt running the football. He got hurt in the pocket, being a pocket passer. So it's not like you know him being a dual threat. When have you ever seen Lamar Jackson take a hard hit when running the football? Guys are just happy to get him on the ground. Now Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, that's a different thing. Like Cam Newton. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson don't take hits because he's so fast. People just want to get him on the ground. And the thing is, you you don't think he maybe would have played if he the David gave him his contract? Like, why would I go out there and risk injured play injured out there when I know a team ain't even gave me the contract that I deserve because I'm a, I'm an MVP. Josh Allen didn't have to wait for his money. Carson Wentz didn't have to wait for his money. Like, why should Lamar Jackson, who's proven that he's the MVP they, of the league, have to ask, wait for his money? I can answer that. They didn't ask what he's asking, and you you know because you've said it yourself. Deshaun Watson's contract, right, is not a deal that any other franchise is willing to make. Yeah, they're asking out of it too. But this and is, if but, the Jets but, are going to try to trade for him, the Jets are going to have to be okay with giving him also that contract. Let's keep that in mind, Bart. It does. Let's keep happen. that in mind. No, that's not true. Well, why? why the, the Ravens? You tell me the Ravens weren't going to offer him something that was at least. No. Remember, it was disrespectful. Uh, it was reportedly a parallel to what no, the remember, best quarterbacks no, are making. No, remember, it was reportedly a hundred and thirty million guaranteed, which is crazy. Yeah, Derek Carr just got Kyler Murray. Yes, that's what the disrespect was about. So, listen, the Jets can be creative. They can sign him to a seven-year deal and two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed, but it can have an opt-out in it, just like Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes makes a half a billion dollars, but we know that. By the time he gets this year, he'll probably get that tore up and extended some more. Who cares? At mm-hmm. this point, you can do baseball-type contracts where you sign somebody for 10 years, but right. it's really a six- or seven-year deal. You just got to be creative. If all Lamar Jackson wants is $230 million guarantee, well, here's your $230 million guarantee. But I, I need it to be a 50 – I need it to be a 10-year deal. So it's an opt-out. But you'll get your 230 guaranteed. But it's really a half a bit – I would give Lamar Jackson the same damn deal that Patrick Mahomes has right now. $45 million a year, but actually $50 million a year. I'll give him a 10-year deal, $500 million. So you would, yeah. You, 230 you guaranteed. Half a bill, but I'm not going to fully guarantee it. But you, if, I mean, again, 230 but, guaranteed is essentially that's what. Exactly. Who cares whether it's the whole contract's guaranteed or the gotcha. amount of money that he wants guaranteed is guaranteed. Who cares? Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.